Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. It's been a couple weeks since we've had an episode. Uh, lots of things going on in the world, but uh, one of them is the Major Arena Soccer League has started back up. And, Jeff, are you on? Let's see. Looks like Jeff may have dropped off for the moment. Um, I think he's working on one of our guests. He... Um, we're supposed to have Kevin Ten Ike from the Wichita B-52s on, but being this one of the uh, difficulties with podcasting some days is that getting everybody on. All right, Jeff, you there? I am. Sorry about that. I got disconnected. All right. Um, I wasn't sure if you were trying to contact Kevin for me or not, because <laughs> uh, I cannot apparently... Call, uh, call him directly from the uh, podcast like we thought we could. Okay. So, you want to try giving him a call and we'll. Jeff will be right back. But, um, and sorry for the people listening to this, but um, Wichita is uh, 
going to be playing the Missouri Comets this weekend. Their first visit to uh, Kansas City since Wichita moved over to the PSL, and the two leagues have joined, PSL and MISL, to become the MASL. The Comets so far are on a roll, having three straight wins, two on the road and their home opener last weekend. Comets uh, open the season with a win in Dallas and then followed it up with a uh, matchup with the PSL champions, the Chicago Mustangs. And then last week, the uh, traditional rival for Kansas City for the Missouri Comets, the Milwaukee Wave, came in and grabbed an early lead. And then the Comets were able to come back in the second half to uh, take the win, 9-7. And it looks like we're still working on getting Kevin on. The uh, Wichita is uh, currently at one t- one win. Uh, and two losses. But Kevin, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to Kevin is he had a very interesting story from last year, which I'm hoping he'll be on to tell us soon. And later in the show, we were hoping to have Brian Harris. The, uh, he's scheduled to call in in about 10 or 15 minutes to give his take on the season so far. Not often that I have to do a whole intro here by myself. It's usually good to have somebody else on here. So apologies again to people who have called in or are listening. The uh, Wichita, when they come in this weekend, should have some familiar faces for Kansas City fans. Byron Alvarez, former uh, Ford leading scorer, for the Comets is now with them, and their goalie, Boris Pardo, was the uh, backup to Danny Waltman for a couple years, so he should have a uh, pretty good understanding of how to play the game. And it looks like we should have be having him call in here shortly. The um, other familiar name, of course, with Wichita is the former head coach for Missouri, Kim Renfed. And Kim is now the technical director down in Wichita, which is, of course, one of the places he played for many years. The uh, so I have somebody else joining me now. Jeff, are you on? Hey, Jeff, you there? Hey, yes, I am. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay, uh, okay good. Sounds like uh, you have Kevin calling in here in a moment. Yeah, Kevin should be giving us a call in just a moment. Sorry about that. I was having all kinds of fun technical issues with my phone. Uh, no problem. Uh, I've just been kind of rambling for the last few minutes, so hopefully uh, we haven't lost all of our listeners. <laughs> but uh, We're good. I've just been kind of rambling and telling them about how uh, Thomas has been doing in Wichita a little bit. But uh, from what you've seen, how has uh, Wichita been playing? You've got to watch many other games? Uh, well, they they haven't broadcast their two home games, and I haven't 
received game tape yet, but um, I hope to be doing that next couple of days. From what I saw, uh, the one game that I did get to see, it looks like a team that uh, has some some MISL talent. I mean, you've got Chile Farias, you got Byron Alvarez, and then, uh, you, of course, you got Boris Pardo uh, in goal, and they're trying to mesh with uh, some of that the PASL talent, and, and and we've seen it in the Comets' first two games. There's a definite break in the two levels. Uh, whether they can play together or not, I think they can. Uh, it's just a matter of getting on the same wavelength. The um, with uh, Kevin though he um, he's supposed to be calling in here. He's like uh, their second leading scorer at the moment, I believe. He is, and and I think the reason that it's going to win is because of guys like Kevin. Uh, Kevin, of course, played with the Wichita Wings uh, when in, when they were in the MISL, uh, and his his rookie year he was named to the All Rookie Team. Uh, he was in the top five rookie scorers. Uh, he had a great season. Um, he was asked in his second year to kind of shore up the defense a little bit so his offensive numbers uh, came down a little bit, but they were still pretty solid. Uh, and he had a pretty like, good uh, year, of course. Looks like Kevin's uh, joining us now. Kevin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, uh, Kevin, thanks for welcome. calling in. And uh, Yeah, sorry about the confusion there. Uh, this is Thad, and Jeff's on the line that you've talked to. Um Appreciate you uh, joining us. Yeah, Jeff, no you have problem. Any questions you want to go? Yeah, uh, Kevin, we were just talking about the start of the season and, uh, you know, meshing the two playing styles, uh, and you're used to both of them having been in the MISL and the PASL. But you've got guys like Byron Alvarez and Chili Fires who have uh, played MISL for years. Um, how is the team meshing together and, and – uh, how, how's the team looking so far? Um, it's it's definitely an adjustment period. I mean, when you come from the PASL and you jump up to the MISL, it's a it's a whole new beast. And um, I think um, guys got a little taste of that last year in the PASL. You know, playing teams like Las Vegas and Dallas. Um, but I think uh, maybe the eyes might be opened up a little bit wider when we face teams like Kansas City and um, St. Louis and Milwaukee, you know, some of the upper echelon teams from MISL. Um, but we have a good group of young guys that um, are eager to work hard and learn the game. And, you know, in indoor soccer, a lot of times you don't necessarily have to have the most talented players on the field, but if you have guys that, uh, you know, work hard and buy into the systems, um, then you can go a long ways. Good. We were just talking about uh, your first year in the MISL. You you had a really great year. Uh, second year, you were asked to, to shore up the defense a little bit, so your offensive numbers um, went down a little bit, but you were still a very important part of that that team. And then last year, uh, with the PASL, it looked like you were going to be set up for greatness. And then the first game uh, got injured. Is that right? Yeah, I tore my ACL and meniscus the first game of the season. So how was that having to 
uh, watch your team transition um, and, and being there on the sideline? Uh, it was it was tough, especially being um, on a team where we had, I think it was 16 rookies play. Um, it was tough to sit back and watch, especially, you know, with an ACL injury, you know, if it's like a broken arm or leg, you know, you can kind of hobble around a little bit and be out at practice. But with an ACL and torn meniscus, I couldn't walk for six weeks. Um, so I didn't get to go to practices. And, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, jump into like a an assistant coach type role and help those guys out. So it was more me just kind of watching uh, once it came to game time. Um, but it was it was very hard, you know, especially being, you know, playing for, you know, 20 years of my life and never having a major um, injury and then having to sit out a full season. It, it was hard. It was tough. And it, you know, it, it affects you mentally, but at the same time, I knew it was something that I couldn't, um, you know, change or have control of. So I had that mindset going into it and um, it actually kind of helped me in a way, just being able to sit back and watch games from the stands where it's not, it doesn't seem like a million miles an hour when you're on the field. Um, so it gave me a different perspective of, um, you know, how to play and what kind of things to look for. So now you how's and that Alex Mosley. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ted. No, I was just saying, uh, how's that recovery been? Are you you back to, uh, you know, full shape, you think, or are you still recovering? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm back to 100%. Um, I was kind of surprised. I figured, because um, I got released in May, in which I had started playing, you know, kind of just like some men's league and pickup games around here in Wichita. Um, you know, I'd still have some soreness and some aches and everything, but I figured once we started practicing every day, you know, I'd be sore and everything, but, you know, I'd be able to play, but I haven't had any soreness, no aches, anything at all, and actually it feels amazing. I don't even notice it. I don't have to wear a knee brace or anything. Wow, that's pretty good. I was going to say, if you're still recovering and you're scoring four goals in a game, that's, uh, you know, when you're 100%, you're going to be pretty great. <laughs> yeah. um, so that'd you be a scary. Alex Mosley both got injured last year, right? Missed yeah. Most of the year. And you're both back now. How is that? Because you, uh, you guys are pretty much the the top two defenders on your team, right? Uh, well, actually, this year I'm playing – well, I started out playing forward. I played the our first three games. I've ended up starting up top. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, that that's kind of uh, – it's, it's good. It's, um, you know, with the wings, especially that uh, my first year, my rookie year, I played up there like our – you know, last seven or eight games. So I got a good feel for, you know, kind of what to do and what runs to make and how to hold the ball up. And um, so it wasn't that hard of a transition period for me. Um, You know, it kind of just felt kind of second nature. And, um, you know, when you have quality players around you that you can set you up in good good positions to shoot, I mean, it makes it easy on me to score four goals in a game, you know where I don't have to do too much work when they play me a perfect ball and I just got to tap it in. Does, that, does going from uh, forward to defense and back and forth like that uh, kind of help you learn how to take on the other side? You know, when you're the defender, you know what the forward is going to do. When, when you're the forward, you know how to take on that defender? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, it 
I mean, just it puts it in a different perspective because sometimes when you get stuck and, you know, just being a defender, you don't think like a forward. And, you know, if you go to forward, you don't think like a defender. And just seeing both sides of the ball, um, you know, you kind of you kind of pick up the, like tricks of the trade where, you know, as a forward I can, you know, cheat a certain way to outsmart a defender or vice versa. Um, so I think I think it more helps me defensively because um, I know things like when I'm a forward, like I hate having done to me. So, you know, I try to do to the forward if I'm defending them. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of nice playing both sides of the ball just, just so for the simple fact you kind of learn things that people don't like and, you know, certain ways to kind of get in their, you know, maybe get in their head or, um, you know, push them a certain way or do something that's going to limit their ability. Cool. Um Looks like I've got uh, Brian Harris calling in also. Um, we're going to go to him here in a couple minutes. If uh, Actually, bring him on the line now, if that's okay with you, Kevin. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, Brian, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Brian, Brian how you doing, uh, Jeff? Got, got Jeff on the line and uh, Kevin Ten Ike. Is that the right way to say that, Kevin? I apologize. Yes. Yeah, Ten Ike. Yeah. So we got Tin Icon from Wichita, and he was just telling us about how he was going to beat up on you in the next game. No, <laughs> that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> it's kind of fitting that we have both of you on the line right now because uh, very uh, two very offensive-minded defenders and two very tough defenders in your own right. Uh, so I'm glad to have you both on. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, um. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, Kevin, um, what what do you look forward to playing the, the uh, Comets here coming in a few days? I mean, well, the biggest thing is, is, you know, obviously they won the MISL championship last year, so they're kind of the top dogs. And it's going to be, a, you know, a great indicator on what, you know, what our abilities are and, you know, certain aspects we need to work on. And, I mean, if you want to be considered one of the best teams in the league, obviously you got to beat the best. And, you know, they got a 3-0 record right now, and they've, you know, they put the smack down on some teams. Um, so, you know, we gotta we got to be able to bring our best. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a different game compared to, you know, some of the games where we have blowouts where it's going to be, a, you know, a battle to the end. And, you know, it's something I look forward to. Cool. Without giving away um, any secrets while Brian's on the line, what uh, what are you guys uh, looking for as far as your matchups this weekend? Um, well, I mean, obviously one of the things that uh, Missouri does really well is they they high pressure very well. So we got to be very mindful of um, you know, ways to break that pressure. And I think you know anybody in the league is gonna gonna see their abilities and their athleticness and uh you know, their speed and, um, you know, something we just got to be mindful of. And, you know, that's probably going to be one of our main focuses is how we play out of the back and, you know, not making uh, silly mistakes where we turn the ball over and give them easy opportunities to score. So. Well, good. Yeah, I'd say, okay, you, I'd say that'd probably be our main focus. Okay. You've got two guys on the squad with you, Byron Alvarez and Boris Pardo. Uh, who who were former Comets. Have you been leaning on them at all this week? 
Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, even without them being on the Comets, it's just the simple fact that they have, you know, several years of being in the league um, where, you know, they've I'm sure they've faced teams in the past who have high-pressured and done certain things and, you know, any information they can spill on to, you know, some of us less um, experienced guys is, is going to help us tremendously. Um, you know, and just Boris being a, a goalie, obviously he sees the field very well and he has everything in front of him and, um, you know, spending several years with the Comets and, you know, going through all their, how they pressure and how they defend, it's it's only going to help us. All right. Well, hey, Kevin, I really appreciate you calling in. I don't want to take up too much of your time tonight. Um, so it was a real pleasure to have you on, and obviously uh, good luck, except when you play the Comets maybe. But uh, <laughs> we look forward <laughs> Look forward to uh, seeing you this weekend. Well, I appreciate uh, you having me on, and then uh, good luck to Brian in the comments. But uh, hopefully, we can uh, maybe not let them win this one. <laughs> All right, thank you, Kevin. We're just looking forward to. A good All right, game. take it easy. Thanks a lot, Kevin. All right, Brian, how you doing? Good. How are you, Seth? I'm doing great. Um, now that we got Kevin off the line, you gonna you gonna like run him over in the this coming game? <laughs> yeah, I thought you know I thought this was gonna be like a SmackDown call-in show. I was ready. My 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 fists were up. I thought it was gonna be a slugfest over over the phone. Uh, no, we, we might have to arrange uh, that. Huh? Speaking of slugfest, uh, this weekend against Milwaukee, it kind of turned into a little bit more of a slugfest than you've seen so far this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's always, I, I mean, I don't know how many games we've played Milwaukee in the last five seasons that haven't turned into a slugfest. But, yeah, it's it's Milwaukee versus Comets. What more can you say? Uh, I know that I'm a little biased here, but I, I have to say I think that especially over the last uh, two years and then, you know, the one game Saturday, that, that has to be the best rivalry in the league right now. Oh, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think you're right, Jeff. I mean, you couldn't say it better. It's one of the best. I love playing Milwaukee. You know, everybody gets up for it. That rivalry's been going since since I've before my time. <clears throat> Yeah, it seems like it's all. It does seem like it's always a good game when you guys play. Um, who are some of the other teams you look forward to playing? So I'm looking forward to playing Wichita again. It was a bummer when they left the left the MISL and went uh, went to the uh, uh, PASL, but now that they've merged back up, I, I mean that's another that's another great rivalry. Obviously, playing St. Louis, going back to my hometown, is another another enjoyable game for me. And you know, you 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 tell me I get to play, get to play in an indoor game, and I get excited. So it doesn't matter really what team. I, I mean, especially traveling to all these new places, it's very very exciting to uh, just to go back and lace it up. But I'd say some of the some of the best games or most enjoyable games for me are going back to St. Louis, playing in my hometown, playing Milwaukee in front of our fans. And then uh, you know, playing Wichita in front of our fans. Hopefully, Wichita will have a little little cheering section because I know I know we'll have a cheering section when we uh, when we go to Wichita. Been there, done that. <laughs> Absolutely. 
so you've got the new league and all these new teams to play this year. What does that mean for you? Uh, you know, new faces, new teams. That's exciting. I mean, it's very exciting, and, uh, you know, it, it brings a new dimension to the game. Some teams you haven't been able to play against, uh, you know, playing against Chicago, knowing that they were the champions of the other league, that was a great matchup. Uh, early season test to see see kind of where where these teams are and where you are. You know, I, I think they're I think Chicago's a very good team, and you know, beating them twelve six doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad team. We just happen to get up on them early and and keep them keep them down. Well, you, you know, you played against Dallas and Chicago to start the year, and and you guys pretty well took care of them. Do you think that's going to be the way it'll be against the ASL teams this year, or do you think they'll adjust to the MISL level? I, I think they'll adjust. You know, I I, I think uh, you know Dallas and Chicago. If we play them at the end of the year, you know, I, I really still feel like we we should beat them. You know, I, I feel like, you know, we, we have the upper hand on them. But I feel like it would be a much closer game. I'd be, I think it would be a closer game. And I, I sure hope that they they would come out with, with the the want-to-kill attitude, you know, want to beat us. And and really, you know, we have to we have to stand up to that. What's the difference between playing the um... – the teams. It seems like each one has had a little bit of different style so far. You know, Dallas was maybe a little more organized and but maybe a little slower pace, where Chicago was a little faster, and Milwaukee being, you know, obviously a lot of good everything. Is that kind of a fair assessment or how how have you seen those different teams? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think uh, you know, the first game playing Dallas, they were they were organized. Um, you know, I, I having Ricardinho, Angel those are some of the uh, national futsal team guys that I've, I've fortunately enough been able to play with. They're, they see the game so well, so you have to you have to respect them. But with them being you know a little bit older, um, their pace isn't quite there. You can take advantage of that. And then same with Chicago. Chicago is a very very good team, but you know they were just fast 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 and good individuals. So I think uh, you putting putting that team together, you know, really putting a team together. Uh, and going from there probably is going to be what Chicago needs to do. And then, yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's kind of the best of both worlds. They have a little bit of, you know, organized, organized team. You have to break them down. You have to be able to uh, uh, get them off their game. And I feel like that's kind of what we did in the second half. We adjusted and said, "All right, now it's our turn." Now I've heard Vlaco's version of what he said at halftime. What what really did he say at halftime? What was it like in the locker room? You know, it just uh he kinda told us how it was. Told us what we weren't doing good. And uh, you know, i think it was it was brutally honest for some guys. It was a reawakening for others. But uh, you know, wanted us to come out and play with a little bit more heart. Um, you know, it just, and that, I think that came from the players as well. Hey, do you, do you want to play or do you not want to play? You're playing, you're playing a professional sport, you know, and, uh, that's, that's kind of what was said. And 
Vlaco, you know, breaks it down for you and, and really makes you see what what needs to be seen or, for that matter, what needs to be heard. With uh, with Wichita, I know you said you're looking forward to that rivalry, you know, playing them again. As part of that, what you're looking forward to is seeing a couple of uh, your old teammates on the other side of the uh, line? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely love playing against old teammates. You know, you wish you still had everybody that's the, the exact same team from the beginning because, you know, that's how you build a team. But, you know, lives change, things happen, people go different places. I absolutely love playing against old teammates. You know, you give them a reason to uh, wish they were still part of your team. <laughs> so, have you been uh, watching tape on Wichita? What What are you uh, What do you expect for them to bring up to the Independence Event Center this weekend? Yeah, you know, just uh, seeing seeing Chili Farias in the back. You got to respect that he he has got good vision. You got Byron, that's that's a post up player. So, you know, you got to expect that he'll be up top most of the game. Um, you know, his his famous back post happens. You gotta gotta protect that. And then Boris Boris is good in goal. He's gonna you, you gotta expect him to, to make some big saves. Um Kevin Kevin's a, another player that's gonna disrupt you. He's fast going forward. So you just gotta be prepared. You gotta take it like like uh you know, you're taking every game, you come in focused with a game plan. You gotta execute the game plan. You don't execute the game plan, it's gonna be a long day, long night. So what is the game plan? I can't tell you that. There's uh, <laughs> the game plan is to win. The game plan is to win. Is that fair? Uh, is that fair enough? That, that works. That's that's very fair. We we don't we don't have a game plan. We just we show up on uh, we show up on Saturday and uh, we just go from there. <laughs> yeah, I know you and Blanco well enough to know that that's no way that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just yeah. show up and play hard, and if you don't play hard enough, he yells at you, you play harder, right? Yeah, that's right. You, know, you show up, you tie your shoes, put your shin guards in the right right sleeve, you know? <laughs> tie your shoes, uh, go out there, run around in circles, kick the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, let me take you back to the beginning of the game on Saturday. What was it like to uh, to watch that banner come down and to get your rings on the on the field and everything? Yeah, it's uh, that was that was a really cool feeling, kind of an emotional feeling. It's like, wow, you know, you always you always go to the other arenas and you see all these championship banners in the uh, in the arenas. It's like now you got one. Now you're playing for that same thing. It's a cool feeling. It's a cool feeling. It's a special feeling. And I think what's more special is is everybody that was on the championship team is on the team again this year, for exception of a few players. But still, you got 90%, 95% of the guys that you you fought with and, and you went to battle with and, and uh, you know, won, won that championship game. Uh, it's just a cool feeling. And then, yeah, just getting a ring is a lifetime memory. They say that defending uh, is sometimes harder than winning it in the first place. Having so many yeah. returning players, do you think that's going to help? Yes, yes, yes. It, it's good to have because the coolest thing, too, is you got guys that we we went to Baltimore and we lost in Baltimore and know that feeling, know what it's like getting there and losing. And then the next year, following up that next year, going back to Baltimore and beating Baltimore in Baltimore. Uh, you know, so now you got 
two feelings. You got the feeling of, of being on the downside of getting second place, and then you have the feeling on the upside of, of winning the championship. So, yes, having that experience, having another year of experience under your belt and winning the championship, I think that helps. With being the defending champion, do you do you feel that target on you guys back, though, when you play Milwaukee, when you play these other teams? 100%. You go into the game knowing that you were the best of last year. You were the top team. You're the number one team. Of course, teams are going to come after you. Kevin Kevin said it himself. This is the defending champion. Every team wants to beat us. Are you up? Uh... Do you have any more questions for him, Jeff? I'm good, man. I just uh, can't wait to see you guys, how you come out on Saturday night. Any uh, yeah. any words for the fans about being there? Be loud like always. Be loud. We love you out there. We love the support. Uh, yeah, it's just a great, great culture of fans out there. Fill the arena. Don't wear orange. <laughs> Wear blue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I saw a lot of people wearing orange last game, Brian. Why was that? Yeah, you know that that was an exception. Wichita wasn't in town. <laughs> my, uh, those are my. That's my little fan section. My teams. We're we're orange. We like. So what are you gonna have them wear this weekend? They have to wear blue. Mandatory to wear blue. Practice. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to run extra at practice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. right. my, my my kids love to run. I'm like, hey, you guys want to run? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, got to think of a different uh, different way to get these uh, get my teams to listen. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, uh, Brian, I, I have people. There's there's actually people listening to this live. Uh, somebody just sent me a message to ask you specifically how you're going to defend Byron in this game. How I'm specifically going to defend Byron. Well, yep. you know, I've, I've defended against him for four years every day at practice. So, you know, just not going to let him receive the ball. Stand in front of him. Defend, you know, just don't let him receive the ball in front of the goal. And if he happens to receive it, don't let him turn. He's dangerous when he turns. And then you're, don't you're let not him get to the back post. For fun. <laughs> nah. Well, you know, don't know what the game brings. It's going to be a physical game. I'm sure he's not going to play easy, play soft. But, uh, you know, there's no hard feelings. No. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Brian. Um, You bet. Hey, we will have you on again soon, hopefully. Appreciate you calling in. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it, Brian. Yeah, good talking right. to you guys. I will see you. Uh, I will see you Saturday. Sounds great. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right, see you guys. Bye. All right, so well, Brian dropped off. Jeff, what's your uh, prediction for this game? You know, I, I mean, Brian tries to talk very nice about it, but the the difference in talent level between the MISL team and the PASL team is not even close right now. Uh, I mean, we saw it in the Comets' first two games uh, against two good PASL teams in Dallas and Chicago. Uh, and, and the fact is, Wichita, uh, they're just not a good team. Um, the, the addition of Byron and Chile down there is going to help them offensively. Uh, Kevin uh, being back 
is going to help them out quite a bit. I mean, you could say that uh, he's got six goals. Um, he's pretty much the reason they won uh, that one game uh, that they won. Um, but the fact is, I mean, the comments are just too good right now. Uh, and their confidence is so high after coming back to win against Milwaukee. If if Wichita is able to get two or three goals, I think that they'll have to call that a, a success. Uh, but in the end, I think you'll see Missouri just playing with it at the end like they did in the first two games, trying to be respectable. Well, and, and again, all due respect to you know, any team, any team can win on any given day, that sort of you know normal statement kind of thing. But Wichita lost in Dallas where the Comets just destroyed them. They won at home uh, against Tulsa, I believe it was. Not a very good team. And then they lost to Texas, so that Oxford City, at home in a in a overtime shootout. Um, they if they're that good, they should not be uh, they should not be losing to the Texas at home, that sort of thing. You know, with the addition of Chile and Byron and then Boris. Um, with with Boris, do you think the Comets knowing him will enable them to uh, put a few past him? Uh, I think they'll have some confidence, but at the same time, Boris uh, Apardo knows tendencies, and he knows, uh, you know, uh, if a player's leaning this way, how he's actually going to go. He knows the team a little bit better than the average uh, goalkeeper they'll face this year. Um, and, and in fairness, Boris uh, did not play uh, in the uh, the game they just lost, I don't believe. Uh, I think their backup goalkeeper played in that game. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, but so so he'll he'll be a good force for them. But the fact is, you know, when uh, the Wichita defense is just going to be outmanned all over the, the field, and and Boris can only do so much uh, to help his side. I know you said that Boris would know the uh, tendencies. There are a few players that he doesn't know that well. I mean, you've got. I don't know if Ramon will be back. I actually doubt it from last thing I'd heard, but uh, Palmer and Andre, who was there when he was there, but he wasn't there last season when they kind of came on and really became part of the team. Um, And Max. So there's a few players that he doesn't really know the tendencies on. And then the ones he does know the tendencies on are guys like Vahid and Leo, um, who really it doesn't matter if you know their tendencies, they're just going to score. Right. I mean, Leo, right now, Leo Gibson, I mean, the man is just unstoppable. That uh, that goal he scored at the end of the game uh, when he just, I mean, frankly, he embarrassed Greenfield with two touches and then easily put it past Feenstra. That was probably the best goal, best movement I've seen all season. Uh, it might be in the last two years from, from any player. And the prettiest part of that was actually the touch settling it. I thought. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, right on the line. He's, you know, long ball comes in. He just drops it down, turns with it, and has basically perfect control off of it. Oh, yeah. And and Greenfield set up perfectly against him. I mean, he had good position on Leo so that no matter what side came to, I mean, whatever side Leo settled the ball to, Greenfield could step up to it. The problem was that that Leo didn't settle it to the side. He settled it down to his foot and then 
he could decide which way he wanted to go. And, and I mean, you just got no chance as a defender on that one. Uh, like I said, I mean, that was that was probably one of the best plays I've seen over the last few years. And, uh, with with uh, some of the other guys, um, one of the guys actually I think that impressed me this last game was uh, Perez. And I don't want to just say this last game. I think this year I've seen him be about as consistent as I can have seen him since he's been in the league. I mean, he's had his good games. He's had his, you know, games where he scored some and some where he didn't. But I just think I think he's been very consistent this year. Is that have you seen the same thing, or am I just, you know, reading something into it? No, I would agree. Uh, when you're playing on a team with Brian Harris and and Bahid Asapur and Leo Gibson, it's tough to shine. Uh, I think you take Perez's efforts and put him on 18 other teams in this league, and he would be a superstar. He's he's consistent. He's there. He's uh, he's in good position, and when he gets the ball in a position to score, he buries it away. Uh, he's played very well this year. I'm, uh, I'm receiving some messages because we do have people like listening to this live. Um, one of the questions is on uh, injuries, and um, as far as Ramon goes, I don't know if he's going to be available. We said that earlier. I, I kind of doubt it. Um, Milan had um, took the... Uh, <laughs> hit to the face in the uh, last game and then didn't come back in. And my understanding is he hasn't practiced this week, but uh, he is, uh, we'll say day-to-day, he will practice uh, probably Friday, maybe tomorrow, and see how it goes, Um, see if he's uh, feeling up to it. So they they said he had, like, potential light concussion or whatever, but he would be cleared to play as long as he felt good. Yeah, I know that, um, and I haven't been to practice or spoken to the training staff or to Milan, but I know that uh, with their experience with FC Kansas City and the concussion protocols that the NWSL goes through, this training staff is very serious about making sure everybody's 100% clear when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, Because that kind of came from Milan himself. What I just said was that he was – planning on practicing on Friday, so I did not necessarily come from a trainer. You know, they may tell yeah. him no. Yeah, uh, but I he was at practice uh, today. Uh, you know, Fran and, and uh, Sean and those guys, they're, they're not afraid to tell a, tell a player to sit down if, if they're not up to it. Absolutely. Um, so, um, taking from when I asked your earlier prediction, you're definitely anticipating a Comets win this weekend? Yeah, uh, it would be a major upset if somehow Wichita was able to pull this one out at home. Uh, the Comets, uh, they should easily win this one. If I had to put a score prediction to it, I'd put it in the neighborhood of 14-3. to three. <laughs> yeah, We've talked about uh, Byron knowing the team and Boris knowing the team, but the one the name that we kind of left off a little bit was uh, Kim. Mm-hmm. He might be able to uh, give them a little advice on how to uh, play the team. Also, he's a little familiar with the uh, guys, at least majority <laughs> of them. Red, that is, he is the wild card in this little matchup, isn't he? He's uh, you know, he's the technical director for the for the B52s. Uh, Jeff Kraft is still the coach, and I know that Kim respects that and and doesn't try to get in and and, and help him out a lot. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Coach Kraft 
spent a little time with uh, with the rocket, picking his brain. I would be disappointed in him if he wasn't. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I would. Uh, I'll go with the maybe slightly closer prediction. Um, let's just say twelve four, <laughs> a little bit closer than yours. Yeah. That's a little uh, bit more. A of goals I just, nine. I just don't see that there's any way that Wichita can, uh, with the lineup they have now, um, there's just I just don't see a way that they can they can keep up. I mean, they're two scorers or scoring stars that you think of are Byron and Chile, um, and and those guys. I mean, frankly, they're not going to keep up with the transition that the Comets will have. Uh, Going defending to offense, uh, they just they just can't keep up. Now Kevin Tenike, he's a great two way player as we talked about earlier, so uh, he'll be important uh, if he has a good game. That could make it a little bit closer, but uh, going down the roster after that, there's just not anybody that really keeps up. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys down that roster that I don't know very well, um, just having not watched them last couple of years. Um, and you know some of them even from this year. I've only seen a little bit of their game so far, but from the results and the comparison that I have seen to the guys that I do know, not expecting a ton out of them. I mean, you know, obviously they're still learning. Uh, but if you, you know, yeah. again, it's it's a it's a team that's got to step up to the level of uh, MISL competition, and there's yeah. a lot of teams that we can say the same thing across the MISL. Um, now, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just I think Brian ahead, Harris was Brian Harris was being generous earlier about uh, the level of competition they face. The one thing he said that is true, I do think, as the season goes along, and these former PASL teams see the level and the commitment uh, and and the play of these former MISL teams, I think the the level of play overall is going to increase. Uh, and then towards the end of the year, you'll you'll see teams step up, and and a former MISL team, you know, we've already seen St. Louis compete, but uh, you know the Rochester's, the Syracuse's, uh, and, and I think of the top three, the Missouri, Milwaukee, and Baltimore's, you might see one of them fall to a former PASL team as the season goes along. All right. Well, I think we need to wrap it up. We're actually out of time on their time. Ran over a little bit from what I scheduled it for, so I'll schedule it for a little bit longer next time. Um, appreciate you calling in, Jeff, and we will try to get another one on the air for next week. Um, Thanks very much. If anybody's anybody's listening, we'll uh, let us know if there's any special guests you want, and we'll do our best. So, appreciate it, and we will talk to you later. Thanks. Be alone.